Hello and welcome everybody to the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. My name is Morgan Bartell and I am so glad that you're here. Today is actually our first official day of our new homeschool year for the 2023-2024 school year. Our oldest, London, is entering fifth grade and of course our youngest, Jericho, is only 13 months. So we have been doing some fun little ABCs and flashcards with him as we do every day. So that's kind of his way of learning and just play. But for our big fifth grader, we have some fun things in store. And I do have a podcast coming on what curriculum we have chosen to use, which curriculums we have used in the past that did not necessarily work for us and all that fun stuff. But today, in honor of a brand new homeschool year for us, I wanted to share a little bit that I had already previously shared over on my blog. But for those of you who don't have time to read, I wanted to share it here on the podcast as well. I shared 20 tips to prepare for a new homeschool year. Now, we are not veterans to the homeschool community by any means, but we're not necessarily rookies either. We are going into our fourth year, and honestly, it has been one of our favorite things that we have ever chosen to do as a family. We began homeschooling shortly before the pandemic, and I feel like everybody got that taste of homeschool whenever everybody was in lockdown, and some people fell in love with it. And then some people and even some dear friends of ours discovered that it is just not the right fit for their household and their family. And that is completely fine. But I think it's a beautiful thing that even in the midst of such chaos, so many people found a blessing in homeschooling. And I, I'll be honest, we were terrified to start homeschooling ourselves. But over the last few years, we have done homeschooling year round with a longer break during like July or August. But this year, we decided to try to take two whole months off for summer vacation. And it was awesome. It was awesome. And so far, so good. Like I said, we're only jumping into our new homeschool year just today, but it has gone so wonderfully. And I think it was so good to have that big break for my oldest to be able to hang out with friends and just relax. We're trying to follow a similar schedule to our local school district since some of our dearest friends attend public or private schools. And it's always a nice treat to spend their breaks with them having fun without having to worry about our own schedule. And I do stick to a schedule with our homeschool routine. A big perk of being a bit more reclusive this summer though, thanks to that 100 plus degree heat that we have had in South Texas. If you live just, I feel like anywhere in the South right now, this year has been insane with the heat. We just got back from a trip to Baton Rouge and that heat was next level. But you know what? It was wonderful. We got away as a family and we had so much fun. We also vlogged the entire thing. So feel free to join us over on our YouTube channel, The Bartell Family Vlog, and you can see a little bit of what we did over there. Back to the 20 tips or 20 steps to preparing for a new homeschool year. Many of the ways I have prepared this year are the same ways that I have done since we first started. They're tried and true, at least for us. We've tried countless other ways to prep ahead that just didn't fit and didn't really benefit our own family that we just, we don't implement those anymore. And so that's just, it is what it is. But we're also trying some new things this year. But if you're anything like me, you love to read or to hear what other homeschool families are doing, especially those that might do things similarly to you. 
Now, I don't put this list out here as a tell-all, be-all, like this is how everyone should be doing it. I just, I pray that this list inspires you and helps you along your own journey in preparing for a successful homeschool year. Before anything, the best tip that I can offer is to sit with the Lord. Sitting with the Lord and asking what He would like your school year to look like is a wonderful way to keep your heart aligned with His. And y'all, I need Jesus to go to the grocery store. I need Jesus to even place my online delivery order. You best believe I need the Lord to homeschool my children. Number two, remind yourself why you homeschool. It's easy to forget why we chose to homeschool in the first place, especially in the middle of the year, right before Christmas break, when everything seems to be falling apart. Everyone's getting close to that burnout. Just make sure to remind yourself why you made the decision in the first place before you begin with any new school year preparations. This is a good way to approach the year as it will renew your why and keep your mind focused on the heart behind it. And I encourage you to remind yourself of this throughout the school year as well, because it can be so easy to get caught up in all the things that aren't going right or things we wish we could change. And if we keep our heart focused and our mind focused on why the Lord led us to homeschooling in the first place, it just makes it that much sweeter. Number three, ask your children what they would like to learn about. This is one area that doesn't require much discussion as my oldest is always telling me what he wants to do next. I have found though that when I ask my son intentionally what he would like to study, then learning becomes fun for him. He enjoys school because he has helped now create his own lesson plan in a way. Now he doesn't have full control, but he does have a voice. And as he continues to get older and move up grade levels, we want to ensure that his voice is not only heard, but honored. So in addition to our set curriculum that we do, we want to have a couple add-ins that we do that are focused on things he wants to learn about too. Number four, discuss learning goals as a family. This one creates some super rich and dynamic conversation, especially when we do it during a meal. This discussion doesn't have to be anything heavy, but it is a great tool to make sure everyone is on the same page. And everyone has a good understanding of what is expected while moving towards a common goal. Number five, order your curriculum. Shopping for curriculum is literally one of my favorite parts of homeschooling, y'all. Like, I'm a nerd. I'm such a nerd. I'm like, I, I get more excited to do that than I do to open my own Christmas presents. There are so many options to meet our individual learning styles and needs, though. Like, I thought we would be at one of those purist homeschool families that only used one particular type of curriculum, and that was it. But we have so many different ones that we have picked up over the years that we have found help our oldest to learn best. And so ordering and shopping for curriculum is so much fun. And once we know what our overall homeschool goals are, the topics we want to learn more about, and why we choose homeschooling, then it's genuinely time to order and buy our curriculum for the year. And I purchased ours pretty early on. Number six, prepare a calendar. Now, I know not everyone does this in the homeschool world, but for us, preparing a calendar with our breaks scheduled in helps us to stay on track. We are a part of a homeschool co-op. My husband is also a professional bowler, so we're always taking trips all around for those tournaments. And then we like to take other field trips that might require some overnight travel as well. And knowing when we will be out of town, when we will be at co-op, and which holidays we will be traveling and observing requires, requires us to create a calendar that we can stick to. 
but we also want to recognize that that calendar is flexible. This looks different for every single family. For us though, it looks like plotting out the year as a whole, but not freaking out when things inevitably shift or change because we all know they do. Number seven, schedule coursework or lesson plans. Call me crazy or OCD, but I write down every single subject for every single day with the exact page numbers and lessons we will be going over for the entire year before we even get started with anything. And we have done this for the past three years and it is a massive help y'all. I purchase a homeschool planner and block out the dates for our breaks from that school calendar that we have laid out previously. I block out those dates for breaks, vacations, and or field trips right away. Then from there, I will select a start date for our school year and the curriculum that we use as a solid lesson plan included. So I don't deviate too much from that but even with following the pre-done lesson plan and adapting it to our own school calendar and co-op schedule, we are typically homeschooling four days out of the week from August until mid-May. We homeschool Monday through Thursday and enjoy our co-op days on Friday. And I know for sure this isn't something everyone in the homeschool world does, but for us, it has been the best way to keep us on target and on goal. Number eight, plan fun field trip ideas. At least once a month, at least we try to take a field trip. Now these don't have to be anything big, but sometimes they are. We've been blessed to do some more elaborate field trips and we've been blessed to keep them more simple. We've done stuff as simple as a research day at the library and we've had a blast doing so. And we've done some more elaborate things as like when we travel to another city and rent an Airbnb or a hotel and visit multiple museums while we're there. Now, if you do choose to do that, don't sleep on city pass cards. Research to see if that city you're going to has any kind of museum passes or city passes that give you a discount to going to multiple places. This is a cost-effective way to visit more attractions for a fraction of the cost. And when we have done overnight field trips, this is how we choose to do it. That's just what works for us. And we're also blessed to travel like we do thanks to my husband's bowling schedule and tour. And since we homeschool, since I work from home as well, I'm able to work on the road and remotely. So we are able to go along with him to most of his tournaments. And when we travel for those tournaments, I do try to coordinate that with some sort of fun. That way we aren't just traveling eight to 14 hours away, watching him qualify, watching the cashers round, watching all the bowling, which is so much fun and we love to do it. But we want to do something fun that is for the boys as well. And so I try to coordinate that with some kind of fun field trip in the area we're traveling. And this has allowed us to take our kids to see places and learn about things and topics and events that they may not have otherwise had the opportunity to do. For example, when we had a bowling tournament up in Oklahoma City, we were able to take the boys to the Oklahoma City Memorial Museum and to walk around the grounds there. And so that was a wonderful learning experience, a very humbling and somber learning experience but that is a field trip that we would not have necessarily been able to do had we not tagged along with my husband on a bowling tournament. Number nine, plan your reading list. We may plan out our reading list for the year, but we kind of go with the flow in this area. I save all the lists. I try to write my own, but it's just, it's helpful for me to have a master list to refer back to, like for those moments when we aren't really sure what to read next, but we don't necessarily stick to that. 
we'll deviate with whatever we feel like reading next, unless it is something that is subject sensitive with the curriculum that we are following. Thankfully, there are many Christian resources and bloggers who have compiled tons of lists of wholesome and classic literature according to age and grade level. So this is how we kind of decide and find good books along the way. And our co-op is so amazing, you guys. They do a book exchange or free book table periodically throughout the year. And we have found some really good and fun reads that way. And then, of course, local library. We can't sleep on that. Number 10, save video links that correspond with your curriculum. Repeat after me. Do not sleep on YouTube. Do not sleep on YouTube. There are thousands upon thousands of resources, lessons, and short stories on YouTube that can truly enrich your own lesson plans. Almost daily, we will be watching something on YouTube that supplements or supports our curriculum. There's tons of wholesome content out there. You just have to find it. Number 11, refresh your supplies. We are notorious for having 10 broken blue colored pencils, one red crown holding on from Dear Life, three mostly used spiral notebooks, and empty glue stick containers in our stash by the end of the year. So before we start a new homeschool year, I try to refresh our supplies. And I'm one of those, I struggle to toss items or donate things because what if we need that very thing I threw away three months from now? Can I be honest though? You will not use those spiral notebooks that are three quarters full. You won't need that one red crown that can barely be held by even the smallest of hands. Toss it. This is your chance to pick up a fresh set of pencils that still actually have an eraser on them. Now, on this same note, if there are things that are in good shape that just don't serve a purpose in your own home, give them to another family. Give them to another family who might have need of those or donate them. If you haven't used it though in over a year, I doubt you are gonna use it moving forward. Number 12, declutter or organize your house. If I don't take advantage of deep cleaning portions of my home in need before we begin homeschooling, then it will get ignored. It will become worse as time goes by. So I try to take one or two days before we begin to go through trouble spots in our home. This just kind of helps me to keep life organized so that I'm not digging through piles of clutter or things that I shoved in a drawer or shoved in a cubby or shoved in a closet that I'm digging through things so that I can find one item that we need in that moment. I, I think this deep cleaning and decluttering should be required, especially for everybody's little homeschool stash. Whether you have a cart with your homeschool books on it or you have an actual dedicated homeschool room or space, I think especially those are areas of your home you want to declutter and go through before you get started. Now, number 13, look at outreach and volunteer opportunities. This is something that I try to do throughout the year, but I do try to pick some sort of volunteering or outreach opportunity that we can participate in at least once a quarter. Now, most of the time, these opportunities fall into our laps, whether that's via social media or our co-op. It's, it just, it seems they just appear for us, but I do still try to make the effort to see if there is a need at some of our favorite nonprofits before we begin our new school year. That way we can start to maybe get an idea of what we can help with in our own community. Number 14, update chore charts. New school year, new chores. As children mature, as children get older, their ability to contribute to the household changes. The beginning of a new school year is a terrific time 
to reevaluate what age appropriate chores should be added or changed on your child's chore chart. This one will also kind of go in the following tip as well. Number 15, set life skill goals. Life skills are one of the biggest benefits of homeschooling in my opinion. Since our children aren't relegated to a desk, they can learn in a hands-on way that builds life skills that will bless them for years and that they can take with them into the future. Some life skills that we think are so important are the ability to fix or build an item or to build something completely from scratch, how to have meaningful conversations and how to take care of what the Lord has given us. We try to pick out a few new skills though to implement throughout the upcoming year during this time. And so for us this year, it's going to look more like hands-on learning time in the kitchen. I don't know if it's just fallen this way, but my boys, obviously the 13 month old is in the kitchen with me, but he can't really do much just yet. But the 10 year old, I kind of dropped the ball. I should have been bringing him in or around me in the kitchen as I was doing more baking and cooking and things like that. So he can do, he can pick up some of those skills, but this is the beauty of homeschooling. Even if you feel like you've dropped the ball, you have not dropped the ball because we do have more time with our children than if we sent them to traditional schooling. So we get the opportunity to pick up the slack in areas where we feel like we need to give more attention to that. Those are two of my favorites, updating chore charts and setting life skill goals, because these are things that give our children the opportunity to take on some responsibility and learn what it means to be a contributing member of the household, which will later in turn help them to be a good contributing member of the society in which we live. Number 16, start bedtime and morning routines. Full transparency, we are not a typical family that lives by a routine, especially in the summertime. We stay up late, we sleep in, and since this heat has us like trapped inside you guys, we live in comfy clothes most of the day. But when we were approaching the start date for our new school year, we started to roll out slowly a bedtime and morning routine. Note that I said slowly. We are not strict about this, but we do try to establish a reasonable bedtime and a reasonable morning routine that works for our family during the school year. And so just reevaluate, get that back in motion. If you have slipped out during the summer months, this is a great opportunity before you get started with a new homeschool year to start to establish those strong bedtime and morning routines. Number 17, get ready for co-op. Now, preface, I know that not every homeschool family participates in a homeschool co-op, but we do, and we adore our co-op, and we typically start our school year about a month before our co-op starts, mainly because this allows us to get into our own routine beforehand. Now, once I feel like we have things pretty much in order for our own family, then I will begin preparations for a homeschool co-op. Now, there's not a ton I have to do. Our co-op is wonderful, but this entails picking up necessary supplies, and of course, praying for all of the co-op teachers who will be pouring into our children throughout the upcoming year. Thankfully, like I said, our co-op is amazing and usually has the required curriculum announced early in the summertime so that people like me who are crazy and wanna order it super duper early can do so. And I typically order them along with our other curriculum with plenty of time to spare so that I can review it, look it over and prepare our homeschool planner with it as well. Number 18, not necessarily school related, but necessary and vital. Number 18 is stock up on snacks. 
if your children are like mine, then you know the importance of snack time. How my child can be starving after eating breakfast just 45 minutes earlier is truly beyond me. I'm baffled. But before you begin your school year, make sure to have plenty of easy, convenient, and healthy snacks in your arsenal. You will need them. Add them to your grocery order. Add extra. And don't forget to add plenty of cold brew to your grocery order too because, mama, I get it. We need it. Number 19, set boundaries for yourself. So in addition to homeschooling, I work from home. This means I have to balance what I'm giving my attention to and when I am giving my attention to it. This also means that I can't agree to meetings or work calls during the time we would be doing school. Sometimes work needs require us to pivot. Um, certain clients, certain filming, certain things that I do have to happen during that school time. And so, of course, we will have to pivot if that is the case. But this usually looks like me setting blocks of time throughout my day. I set boundaries for myself because it helps me keep my attention where it needs to be. And this helps my own heart as well when people text me and try to chat during our learning time or our school time because I don't feel guilty like I used to. Because I, I used to, I would be like, I am so sorry, I can't chat right now. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And I was like, why am I apologizing for doing something that's a blessing for my household? Why am I apologizing? They didn't ask for an apology. They're not offended. And so I have learned to just say, I can't chat right now. We're homeschooling right now, and I will touch base with you as soon as we're done. I have taken away the I'm sorry because there's nothing to apologize for for setting healthy boundaries. And establishing boundaries helps me to keep my peace and sanity. So do what you have to do to be a peacemaker in your home, even if that means saying no to your phone or your to-do list for a little bit. And finally, number 20. Do not compare your homeschool to your friends or to strangers on the internet. Now, I know that seems kind of counterproductive, especially since you're listening to somebody else sharing about homeschool tips and things like that. But all I'm saying is you can allow yourself to glean or be inspired by someone else's homeschool routine or family rhythm, but don't compare and judge how your family flows to someone else. No two homeschool families look identical. Some may look similar, but they will never be identical. This is because our homeschool routines are unique to each of our families. Because no family is like our own family. My family is not your family, and your family is not my family, but they are both wonderful. God chose you to be the parent to your kiddos, and he did so knowing that you are the best choice for them. So do not let someone else's well-established loop schedules, new trendy curriculum, or high-end homeschool space make you question the beauty of your own. Well, there you have it, you guys. I know that not all of these tips will serve every household, but I do pray that they inspire you to find what works best for your own family. And if you have any tips that I didn't mention here, please let me know in the comments. I always love hearing what other homeschoolers are doing. And before you guys go, I would love to say a prayer for a successful and blessed homeschool year for all of us. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity to homeschool our children. I thank you that you have made a way for us to do so in our modern day. I thank you for those that went before us, Lord, that fought for the right to be able to teach our children from our own homes, 
Lord, I thank you for the foundation that they laid for us to be able to do so freely. And I pray that as we step into this new school year, I pray that we would feel the abundance of your grace flowing out of us, God. I pray for minds to be expanded. I pray for hearts to be expanded, God. And I pray for supernatural energy for every single homeschooling parent listening right now, Father God. And I thank you. And I ask that every single thing that we do in the midst of homeschooling, daily home chores, to-dos, whatever they might be, would glorify and honor you. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, this is the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. My name is Morgan Bartell, and I want to invite you to join me with my weekly devotional. I have a Devo that if you go over to my website, bloomwildlylivesimply.com, you can find the weekly Devo tab and sign up for a 10-minute or less weekly devotional that is delivered to your inbox every single Thursday morning. And also, I want to invite you to join me over on my Instagram at, at Morgan Bartell. And also, before you go, please consider leaving a five-star review. It helps more than you know. All right, guys. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. Can't wait to talk to you guys again next time. <laughs>